And welcome back, everybody. We are down at the square. It's your boy, Ree. And we got good old Snake. How you doing, Snake? Oh, I'm doing great. Jim, what's Hello. happening, man? I'm doing almost as good as Snake is. Oh, nobody could be doing as good as Snake. He's, like, he's snaking up. I'd like the listeners to know that Snake this was, is great. He made... This is a... Like, unprecedented. This is actually somebody making fetch happen. <laughs> like ne- never before has this happened where somebody came up with their own nickname and it stuck. I'm, well, you're welcome and I feel like they should do a documentary about it. I'm sure L- luckily amazed. we got just the folks to do it this week. <laughs> right. yes. Luckily we brought somebody in it's from from Buffalo Above Films. The only other person who came up with their own nickname and made it work at all was Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> and he also went with a snake related nickname. Oh, I guess you're right. You're you're in good company there, Snake. Yeah. No, with us this week. Yeah, as Ryan mentioned, from Buffalo Above Films, we have Brandon Moran. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. This is interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I'll take interesting. We also have our downstate dispatch, Josh Kozo. Josh, how you doing, bud? Hanging loose down here in the big city, guys. All right. Are you are you two one two or seven one eight? Three four seven. Oh, another oh, the new one. Oh man! Wow! Wow! wow. Cha-ching! That's what, the that's the big money. Uh, what, what borough is that? Code. Queens in the building. Oh, all right. They're all intermixed these days. Okay. Well, Josh, you're going to have to pardon us, uh, you know, bumpkins here. Uh, <laughs> you know, upstate bumpkins here in, in Buffalo. We're going to be talking a lot of provincial news, but we'll talk about the big stuff with you guys, and then we're going to talk about uh, your upcoming film. But first, Jim, we yes. have to... We have to to bow down, we defer to you as our Olean expert. Tell us about your Bonaventure Bonnies. Well, there's there's two pieces of news that came out from the Bonnies this week. One bad, one one better. Give me the bad news first. Give bad, it to me straight. Bad news is uh, President Dennis DePiro of St. Bonaventure University died from COVID. Slide whistle noise. No, I will not do that. No. <laughs> that is bad news. That no. is that is, that moment is, that moment is, of no. silence. Moment of uh, silence. Yeah, uh, Dennis DePiro died. Uh, president of the university passed away uh, after a, a, a long protracted battle with COVID. So, um, I mean, if you're like me and you're unemployed, Bonaventure's hiring. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you can find the posting on their website. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably on Indeed. Yeah. One president, please. <laughs> uh, good news. Uh, A10 tournament started today. We're recording this on Friday, March something. The 5th. 5th. March 5th. Five of them. A10 tournament started today. Bonaventure's the number one seed, and they absolutely crushed the Duquesne Dukes in the first round. Take that, Duquesne. Take that, Duquesne's. Duquesne. Well, you know, as as is all things in life, Jim, you know, there's there's the good, the bad. You, you put them all together, and you have the facts of life. Right, yeah. The facts of life. The facts of life. That's what I always say. <laughs> Somebody should make a song and sitcom about that. Yes. Yes. Well, I hope you trademark it first. <laughs> sure. Well, shout out to the Bonnies. Jim, we were talking before the show about... The Buffalo News is kind of cutting into our beat, okay? We were talking about the best the best fish fries around like two weeks ago. And now the Buffalo News... Buffalo News, those the Buffalo fuckers. Snooze. Right, yeah, yeah, give them the slide whistle. They get the slide whistle. <laughs> Buffalo News comes in, and they they finally do their fish fry guide. 
uh, a week late, by the way. Fucking lunch already a, Come a week on. in. What are, you, what are you sleeping on the fish fry beat? What are you, I mean, how can you sleep on the fish fry beat in a, cath- a city this Catholic? No, my Brando, what's your favorite fish fry place? Uh, I don't like seafood. There you go. There it is. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Crab King. <laughs> Josh, Tens. you have one? You have, you have a fish fry place in New York? They do fish fry down there, New York City? Uh, you couldn't get a fish fry here if you're like, oh, <laughs> not, not happening. Not happening. No. You know, actually. Uh, but you can get a slice of pie, huh? am I right? <laughs> I heard a rumor that the new Casey's Black Rock's got a legit fish fry. Yes, oh, they do. Yes, uh, they do. The old Casey's Black Rock had a legit fish fry. The old one too. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there since they redid it, though. Yeah, I haven't been there since they redid it either because I'm 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 anti gentrification of Black Rock. I was yep. with it on the west side. I could deal with it there because <laughs> I lived there. I, I, you know, I think I think gentrification's only gone so far in Blackrock. Yeah, like they're excuse just me, redoing. Hold on, excuse me, that's Chandlerville to you. Thank yeah, you. it is Chandlerville to all of us. <laughs> all right, maybe I should stay out of this discussion. <laughs> well, the other, yeah, you know what? Give Snake a break, okay? Give Snake a break, okay? That's theme of the week. Give Snake a break. Give Snake a break. We give him a break. Give Snake a break. Yeah, no, the uh, the old Buffalo Snooze, of course, a day late and a dollar short. You want the Rex, you get it from us, okay? You're, you're, you are a Buffalo influencer. You are part of, you know, the elite culture here. You listen to the Square podcast. You know what's up, guys. Right. You don't need, you don't need to get your hands all ink smeared. Ugh. Ugh. Fucking Buffalo News. You pay your, what, your fucking $50 a month subscription to that trash heap? No. You could give us money. Go to our Patreon. Hey, that's a good idea. Give us the the fifty dollars a month or whatever. Right. We're much funnier. Well, and we'll send you a newspaper. Yes, we'll send you a newspaper. But but our newspaper won't get ink all over your fingers. Right. Yeah. Because we laminate the Louisiana, the New Orleans Times Picayune before we send it to you. <laughs> and that's the square guarantee. Yeah. Wait a second. I don't know if we can back up a guarantees yet. Well, hold on. We're uh, not making so much money. If there's well, any I, lawyers I had, out there. I had my fingers crossed when he said guarantee. If there's any lawyers out there listening and you're looking for new clients, let it be known. Jim's, Jim's fingers have been crossed. Right. Yeah. It's, and guarantee is, is that's all uh, uh, based off of the, our end user license agreement that we make you sign. Yes. Yeah. You, you already listened to, you already agreed. <laughs> I don't even know how to know how to pivot this, but good news. All right, we'll put this in the category of good news, guys. Speaking of end user license, speaking of yeah, I wasn't gonna go there. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go for this is a thing that you signed up for unwillingly. But no, listen, more vaccine sites are opening. Snake, what's going on, dude? Yeah, fucking round of applause, man. Well, it sounds like the Key Bank Arena is gonna open for uh, shots. Which I think is going to be more shots than the Sabres have made in 10 years. <laughs> I, I did hear that uh, when you sign up to go to the arena to get your shot, uh, they they say, all right, all right well, you, you have to go to section 208, row 13, <laughs> seat 4, really? and then after three and a half hours, we'll give you your shot. You just have to stay here for an entire Sabres hockey game. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if that's worth it. <laughs> oh no, I'd, I'd, I'd rather, rather get COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take my chances out there. Uh, Josh, what's uh, what's the word downstate, man? In the big, the Big Apple, as I personally like to call it. How's uh, 
we, we've got more sites opening here in the city in Buffalo, but what's it like in NYC? Yeah, it's it's opening up. Uh, I'm proud to say that uh, I when I drove back from Buffalo last Sunday, I, I literally drove into a vaccine shot in Brooklyn at a uh, wedding reception hall. Ooh. It was quite the quite the ordeal. It was beautiful chandeliers, everything, and uh, got my first shot. So couldn't That's complain sweet. about it. Great. That's great news. Real high class. That's pretty badass, man. I uh, so you didn't have to go like in Buffalo where someone just coughs in your face who has COVID to get your vaccine, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty high class down in here, right? It's, it's, we, we all we all have to take shifts at ECMC. That's how we get our COVID vaccine. <laughs> it's part of the deal. It's part of the, oh, nothing's for free. Yeah, right. I was so happy that I mean I'm just happy for society at large and people of Buffalo specifically that they opened up the Delavan Grider location, yeah. but selfishly. I think I, I don't know if I said this on the show or not. I had booked my fucking appointment in Syracuse because nothing was open around here. And the fucking day after we drove back from Syracuse and already gotten our first round, they opened everything up in Buffalo. So I have to go. We have to go back to Syracuse, you know, wait our three weeks. Ain't that how it works? I mean, it's fine. We had dinosaur barbecue in Syracuse. It's different there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the better one. I mean, to be fair, so this this past Tuesday is when they opened up. You could sign up if you any zip code in Erie County for Delvin mm-hmm. Grider. Yep. And I was online at 8 a.m. trying to sign up. And I uh, was like, I got to the first part, and I was like, oh, yeah, you qualify. Great. I know I'm fat. I'm BMI is no problem. <laughs> and I clicked here to get an appointment. Click through, and there's a list of appointments. Choose one. All right, I'll choose one. <laughs> Click next. That appointment's been taken. Mm. After 90 minutes of doing that, there was no more appointments left. Man, I don't, I don't know what you did wrong because I, I literally did it, started at 8.20 and I got in right away. I, I just went I just went a little further down and I was okay. I, I scrolled like all the way down because I was like, I'm going to try to take like the middle of the day when people... Because yeah. like I, I have a theory as to why they had to open it up to all the Erie County zip codes and the, the city zip codes weren't working. And that's because people who live in those zip codes in the city don't have jobs that allow them to take mm-hmm. off from work. Yeah. So those during the week and, and or they have kids who aren't at school, so they have somebody who they have to watch and take care of. So I try to get like one of those those times, like middle of the fucking day, mm-hmm. where it would ruin my day because I have to, like at like 2 o'clock or 2.10 or some yeah. garbage, I have to be at, at Delvin Grider. But whatever, I was trying to get one of those time slots. And every single time I clicked on it, it said, this, this appointment's been taken. Well, shit. Wait a minute. I don't think you read the website. It clearly said no gyms allowed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. They let in one gym, mm-hmm. but no gyms. Yeah. Mm. Only one. One gym. One, no, one's enough. Let's face it. That's true. But, yeah. but they're letting snakes in. I hope, I hope it was Graham. I hope it was Jimmy Graham. Jim, Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, no, more vaccine sites opening. Please, if you can, you know, this is the PSA. If you can, if you're eligible. I do genuinely feel bad. Like, we are now going to reach this point of vaccine envy. I've already seen it on social media where, you know, there are some people bitching like, well, if you got a vaccine and blah, 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 like bitching about who should be eligible for it or not. I mean, it's garbage. Just ignore it. Everybody should be vaccinated. Everybody should. Be, you know, we're at the point now like, OK, yeah, you let the teachers and the elderly and the and the public facing workers get their vaccine. But we're at the point where, you know, 
let's start. Let's start scheduling uh, for everyone. Uh, look, we're in a, we're in better shape than I was talking to my sister who lives in Maine. Yeah, and that fucking Susan Collins backwoods state up there. <laughs> they're telling they're telling her now. She's thirty one, hmm. and uh, my brother in law is roughly the same age. They're, they're both in their early thirties, and they're telling me today that like they're probably not going to be able to get a vaccine to like July. Are you shitting me? Up there. Yeah. Oh boy. At fucking Maine. That's what they get. It's, but it's, it's Portland. It's not even a rural area, right? And no, they're 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 right in right in the city of Portland. They're, they own their oh, house. Fuck. No, I mean, but it's all lobster fishermen up there. So who knows when they're going to be able to get anything? <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden's <laughs> telling people like you'll have it by May, and in Maine they're like, no, no, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Right, no. Yeah. Susan Collins like, well, let me think about that. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna. They they that. actually just have a stop sign at the New Hampshire border. <laughs> 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 oh, well. That's but yes, guys. Please spare your vaccine envy. It's moving. Things are moving quick. We're, we're gonna get there. We're getting there. We got it's the Johnson and Johnson now, baby. Mm-hmm. There's some light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully. So you know, keep the faith. Hang in there. Uh, be cool, babies. But you know who's not cool, Jim? You you got to tell me who's not cool. Oh well, uh, you know who's not cool. They've never been cool. Uh, it, you guys, snake. Yes. Rioth, yes, thought this guy was cool, and mm-hmm. I was a longtime hater from the from the get go on this podcast. No, I was neutral. I didn't think cool or not cool. Uh, I thought he was, but, but I'm changing my. I thought he was. I, I've seen the light. Nate McMurray mm-hmm. <sighs> had a long. Oh, had a, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Nate had a big tweet storm this week. Where? We want people to listen to the show, by the way. We just pressed the Nate McMurray button. Yeah. <laughs> and then people get mad at Seems us, but, they, li- but yeah, they listen. We, we, we get, we get a, uh, a politician who's actually won last week. Right. We, yeah, we, we, ratings are low. Ratings we are talk low. about a loser like Nate, and right. ratings go through the roof. Huh? It's People want the drama. What can I say? Right. They're all on the, the Nate hate train. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate had this long tweet storm. Uh Josh, are you familiar with Nate McMurray? I mean, I've heard a little bit of the legend, uh, mostly through your podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Nate McMurray uh, story. I can't tell you how happy that makes me, by the way, uh, that you only know of Nate McMurray just through the lens of us. That's right. Because yeah. it's a really insane lens it's, to get this yeah, guy. It's the best lens. It, it really is. The, I mean, I think it's the best lens. It's the right lens. But it's he's like, an insane guy, and we have an insane lens. I have, for I have a question, too. Like, Nate yeah. McMurray, like, I re- I've heard of him because he's run – Quite a few times, right? Has oh, he yes. ever won anything? Yeah, yeah, he was supervisor in Grand Island, <laughs> but never statewide or, or, or yeah, the, the 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 congressional district. You know, you know. Uh, right. Enough said. Yeah, Grand Island uh, supervisor, right? Yeah, he was Grand Island supervisor. Yeah, that's when it. they built the uh, welcome center in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's him. <laughs> when you go to the welcome center, which you won't, because I don't even know how to get off the exit to get to it. Right. I'm not sure. You can think of Nate McMurray. Uh, but so he went on this long Twitter diatribe this week um, where he talked about well, Cuomo's no good. Yeah. And I, I think that's probably that's fair. That's like the safest take mm-hmm. he's ever had. Yeah, I can, I can get on board with that. <laughs> and that. But if he resigns, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul is also no good. And you know why she's no good? Because her husband's no good, which is one of the most misogynistic ways well, to. Not, not to be fair, her husband's no good. No, yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to defend Bill Hochul. He sucks. Yeah, he's shitty. But what does that have to do with Kathy? But it has, you, as as I'm not the first person to point this out this week. Judge Kathy on her own merits. It is 
very unlikely that a male politician would be judged on what his wife has done. But Nate wants to cancel Kathy. Yeah. Not based off of what she's done and the fact that she was vice president for government affairs for MT Bank and she's taken money from Doug Jamal and all mm-hmm. kinds of things that she's done, which you could legitimately criticize her for. But fuck that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize her for that. No, her husband unfairly prosecuted the Lackawanna six, so therefore she's garbage. Her mm-hmm. husband fired me. That's Nate McMurray. Ding 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 ding. Now we got it. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. The uh, the tweeting, not quite congressman. Yeah, went off and fucking his whole long diatribe, as Jim mentioned, ends with saying, "Oh, by the way, uh, her husband fired me." So right, that's why she sucks. Her husband was general counsel for Delaware North when Delaware North said, "You no longer work here." Now, did Delaware North fire him because he was running against one of their relatives? I think so. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, and did Bill Hochul carry that out? Well, he probably didn't want to lose his job as general counsel. Probably not. So he probably said, sorry, you're fired. Kathy Hochul, by the way, despite her husband having to fire him, endorsed Nate McMurray in all of his congressional races. Well, that's saying something, isn't it? And Nate McMurray pays her back by saying, she's garbage because her husband fired me. Oof. Big oof. Right. But at least he got $5,000 for Valentine's Day. So what you're, what you're saying is Nate McMurray might not exactly be principled. You know what? It, he's got principles. Boy, does he got them. <laughs> I, I, I know you guys can't see what I'm doing at home, but I'm rubbing my fingers in the money sign. <laughs> I thought you were doing the Italian chefs. I, 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 no, are I we knew. talking about chefs? Hey, no, no, we are no, never no, talking no, about no, chefs. No, we, no, we got to wait till next year for the worst of. I mean, look again. We're only we're only fanning the flames of Nate, giving him the attention that he so desperately craves. Because clearly, the man you know kept running for office, kept losing. I have no idea what he's going to do. He's probably going to end up actually being like some kind of an elected official here just because he's got that same sort of megalomania and love of petty grievances and little dramas that, you know, I'm not going to compare him to anybody, but just say he's got certain qualities of former United States presidents that these things tend to be very popular in politicians. Oh, I thought you were going to say governors. Oh, oh. oh sure. Uh, well, we can pivot do, to that later. Oh, okay. We, we can pivot to that later. But long story short, we don't want to give him more oxygen than he deserves. But, hey, look, this guy is a political figure. He's a private citizen now. He's ran for office a bunch of times. So I guess it puts him firmly in the camp of political figure talking about his critique of potentially our next governor and how that personally relates to him because he got canned. So whatever, dude. I mean, have fun tweeting up a storm. I. It, it, in my past professional life, I had to fire a bunch of people. And man, Oof. would I love to have fired Nate McMurray. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I, I used to, on, on days when I knew I was going to fire somebody, if I knew that they deserved it. And there were some times I had to let people go who I thought were doing the best they could and they, they didn't deserve to be let go. And I hated that. But there were some people who were fucking just pieces of garbage and like definitely need to be let go. 
And I had a skull tie that I would wear on those days where I would let them go. Jeez. And I would just show up like the angel of death. Jeez. Brandon, you ever uh, you ever have a boss that or like you ever have somebody fire you that you were so mad about like years later that you just like tweet about them like this? Is there any and any boss that you had that you're like, oh man, that guy sucks. <laughs> you still that, that they fired you and you're still like mad about it. You don't have to name I, names. I, no, I've 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 never been fired. Wow, wow. Yeah, I've, I've never been fired, but there are definitely bosses I'd I'm still mad at because they're the reason I left. Well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I've I've left jobs before because bosses were assholes. Yeah. I'm are, not going to name any names. Uh, are, I mean, it's perfect. Are of any of them married to our lieutenant governor? <laughs> <laughs> Blink, blink twice for yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Show me on the snake where they touched you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yes, we are talking about our embattled governor and. Oh. Oh. Oh, yes. We oh, are. Speaking oh, of show me guy. on the snake where he touched you. Show me. There's a meme going around where, where you, you know, you ever watch the movie The Mask? Where, yeah. the, where the antagonist puts the mask on, and it looks like Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Like, he looks like a knockoff Mo Sislak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're trying to draw him from memory, and, and then you get Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Josh, as our downstate correspondent, what's the buzz in the big, the big city about, uh, about Prince Andy? Uh, well, it's, it's been an interesting year because, uh, our mayor who also sucks, uh, hates the governor and the governor hates the mayor. So Bill de Blasio is loving it. Like he's on his press conference every day, you know, talking a little bit about COVID, but really digging into the uh, allegations, which is really enjoying. So. <laughs> like 50, 51 minutes of his 60 minute pressers. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean. I, I don't know. We we talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago, Josh. But uh, the whole there's a whole thing like a restaurant owner here in Buffalo caught a lot of flack about having like Tony the Tiger molesting Andrew Cuomo on his menu. <laughs> I saw that. Whatever happened to that? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Ha- Do we have any like postscript for that, guys? Uh, I don't. I I mean, we I, we haven't seen the next menu, which is because he said if you <laughs> thought this was bad, wait till you see the next one. We haven't seen the next menu yet. I haven't seen any bad menus since. You know what's interesting though? Before any of this all came out, um, there have you seen those like Cuomo, uh, like the heads like oh, peering yeah, the into pe- people's the windows, Cuomo. Of the yeah, peaking yeah. Cuomo. Mm-hmm. Like, boy, does that have context now? Right. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the the Cuomo, oh. the Cuomo panty raid. Yeah. Yeah, it like. creeped me out before, <laughs> and now forget about it. Forget about it. Right. Right. It's- Oh God! Well, he, you know that that guy gave up Sandra Lee, and I'm going to go off on this again. Wait, I, did he give her up, or did she give him? No, up? she gave he gave her up, uh. kicked her out of the house. Now let's fa- so she was she was cooking show star, and she was most famous for uh, semi homemade, where she just like threw a bunch of canned shit into a pot, <laughs> and then made cocktails the entire show. Right? Yeah. So that's what she had going for her, right? Right. I mean, look. Who doesn't like to get drunk and do easy things? <laughs> <laughs> I know I do. Right, yeah. But, I mean, geez, the way he treated her and then, like, was kind of two-timing at the same time, trying to, like, find someone better or whatever the fuck he was trying well, to do. Better or it seemed like just younger. Younger just, uh, and, uh, like, I, not that he was successful or 
Oh my God. It just, it makes me sick. You know, it, here's my thing is like, I was talking to my sister who I mentioned just five minutes ago is, is 31. Um, so right in Andrew Cuomo's wheelhouse. Uh, actually, maybe a little old for him. <laughs> maybe a little old for Andrew. Uh, and she was like, you know, his excuses aren't even good. Like, he was like, well, I didn't think I was making anybody uncomfortable. Oh, no, no, no. A 60-year-old guy hitting on a 20-some-year-old woman. Why would anybody think that was creepy? Wait a second. That's creepy? I, I'm i 41. I won't hit on a woman in their 20s right no, now no. because I'm like, no, that's just creepy. That is just... 100% creep fi. Yeah. Well, what what about that infamous photo of him with of of Andrew Cuomo like holding the the young woman's like fucking head in his hands? Uh, oh, that's oh, that's just because he's an alien and he thought she was a Gorney Weaver and he was going <laughs> <laughs> Well, thankfully, thankfully the governor does have a defender here at least vis-a-vis that specific photo. Um here in Western New York where our very own Mark Poland cars weighed in. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. His name is Mark Hitler. Yes. Yes. Better known as Mark Hitler. Yes. Better known to some residents of Erie County as <laughs> is this, Mark parentheses Hitler. Is this our first negative reporting on Mark Hitler? <laughs> you know, if we keep calling him Mark Hitler, we might get in trouble. <laughs> All right. At least we, we, keep saying it, we keep saying it enough and people might think we actually believe it. No, so. no, 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 no. It's Mark Poland cars. Mark, Mark Polo. Yolo Polo. Polo. Yes, well, he uh, he did. In fact, this is per uh, Marie French of uh, Political New York, her Twitter feed here. Um, Mark Polencar says, quote, I've seen the governor do that in other settings with other individuals where he's grabbed them. He's embraced them. He's put his hands on the side of their head. He can be a touchy feely politician and some people love it. End quote. Who are these some people? I Who, who's I think coming they live forward? Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> who's coming forward and saying, "I actually enjoyed that creepy touch." Right? Yeah, like, I loved it when he put his thumbs in my ears. You know, I'm never washing my face again. <laughs> <laughs> some some people love it. Hey, to give to give Polo here a little a uh, little bit more leeway, I guess the follow up tweet. Quote, I was pretty mad when I saw the, st- uh, the story on Saturday that the governor pretty much corroborated that he said some inappropriate things. They're not just inappropriate. I'd never say anything like that to my employees, Polencar said, uh, wanted to wait for investigation. So, okay, you know, it's a little bit better, I guess, but it's still fucking weird, dude. Like, it, you don't it, have to defend him. Yeah, 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 He'd been better off saying nothing at all. Right, or, or just say that, like, you know, there needs to be an investigation, which is what Crystal People Stokes who's basically the leader of the local Democrats as far as like at the state level said is that, you know, I mean, when she was cornered by uh, fucking what the spectrum news, they got her in the hallway and she was just like, we're going to have an independent investigation and we'll see what it says. And they were like, well, do you think he'll have to resign or he should resign if it's any, she's like, let's see what the investigation says. Which, you know, like, is that deflecting? Sure. Is it a, an honest answer? Also, sure. Yeah, you got to play the game a little bit better than this. Um, you know, so not not a great look for uh, for Mark, who we don't believe is Hitler. Somebody else does, not not us. 
Right. But um, right, the West New York Watchmen or or the the Groypers or whatever, they or whoever are. planned a protest at his house and right. wrote an article about it. But yeah, no Cuomo man. I, I know we keep talking about this, but it keeps the story keeps developing and it just keeps getting worse. It's not. It's not like I think you good. know. It's looking looking pretty bad for him at well, this point. Like, okay. like, look at. Look oh, go at, ahead. I was just gonna say, just look at New York governors, politicians. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you have Spitzer. Yeah. You have what's his dick there? Patterson. His, Patterson? No, his name David was Patter- David Patterson. Patterson. David Patterson. I mean, it's. What do you expect? I just. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, who who's who's the governor in the nineties? Pataki. Pataki. He didn't have Pataki. any scandals. Pataki. I mean, he sucked. Yeah, he didn't but he have sucked. Any no, no, no. <laughs> he also caught welfare. Yeah. I know he sucked. Even more that's... aggressively than Bill Clinton did. Like, right, he, he also cut welfare. He cut but... welfare and brought back uh, capital punishment. Other than that, he was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Wiener. Wiener. But he didn't grow up oh, anybody. Congressman Wiener. Yeah, Congressman Wiener. I mean, oh, come yeah. on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He, you know, he was he was like a, you know, one of those fiery guys back in the day. Yeah, you know, I don't think there was much substance behind it, but he was on TV yelling, and then you know, send dick pics. That was it. Well, Rye, uh, tell me about. Uh, there's a movement now in the left flank of the Democratic Party oh. to push for uh, for fucking Cuomo to resign. Is that right? It sounds like we got some DSA members in in New York uh, Congress pushing for him to get get the hell out of office. Yeah, the. Uh between the Senate and the Assembly, there's six DSA uh, members, My people. Democratic members of uh, the New York State Legislature, mm-hmm. and all six of them called for his resignation. This Get week. him the fuck out of there. Eh, it's about time. Mm-hmm. You know Cuomo saw that. He's like, these hippie pinkos are calling for me to resign. <laughs> right, yeah. They're, yeah well. they send him back to New Paltz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think there's any redemption for Andrew Cuomo at this point. I don't think, I don't think he gets kicked out of office before his term. I don't think but he gets I, kicked out of office before his term, but I, I think he gets... But I don't think any amount of free weed he approves during his tenure or anything like that gets him in anyone's good graces. No, I, I think I think he ends up totally neutered by this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Josh, do you feel like there's any chance that the people of... The good people of New York City would ever turn on this guy Cuomo? Like, he still seems to be fairly popular across the board. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think the tide's turning a little bit. Uh, there's, you know... He's a, a good old uh, Queens guy from the same borough here, but uh, no, I think he's done. I, I agree with Jim. I think that uh, he's the, the last few scandals are. I mean, I think he's mm. going to be politically inept after this. I don't see him having much of a career here. And I, you know, I, I'd say like it's sort of the anti-Trump in that like he's he was a good crisis manager. Yeah, and now that I the crisis, that. well. Compared to, you know, compared to Nursing the rest homes of the country. not apply. But, yeah. uh, but now that the crisis is ending, and uh, or hopefully, you know, we're going to be out of this in the next few months, then then what do we have to focus on? Just to scandals. I mean, it's, <laughs> what, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that, like, I thought, I thought these scandals would have to have real sticking power to affect him yeah. because, like, I use my parents as bellwethers. Well, he's, he's still got, like, a 60-some approval rating across the state. When's the last time they took that? Well, that's the thing. I think if they took it in another month... Right, I think down. if Quinnipiac uh, uh, took it recently, they'd be like, yeah, 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 you know. But I use my parents as bellwethers because, like, they are they read the news every single day, they watch the local news, 
And for them, you know, Cuomo was still the guy who had been on television every single day throughout the entire COVID crisis and had been doing a pretty good job. And I said, unless this has sticking power, one or two stories is not going to be enough to cancel that in the minds of most people. Well, holy shit, does this have sticking power? <laughs> what about the did, did anybody else watch? Did you guys watch his his uh, briefings? Like no, near, uh, like in the there, middle there, yeah. there it, it, he was like showing his paintings, and <laughs> I mean, I don't, <laughs> you know, I I don't She's know. She's going George uh, w, w Bush on us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the report came out this week that he fudged the the, the nursing home death numbers, right? right? The, the report that came. The New York Times was like uh, yeah. all over that. Yeah. yeah, not a great guy. But right. we got some opposition. We got we got uh, two Republicans. Uh, who do we got, Jim? We've got two members of Congress: Lee Zeldin, who's a Republican from the first district, which is downstate. Josh, you could probably. Go out and gotta be coffee. gotta be in Long Island. You, get, you, get, you, probably, you probably have coffee with him on a regular basis. And uh, and then Tom Reed from the Southern Tier here, who reset on our very first episode on our worst of episode was the worst politician in, in Buffalo. I'd like to point out that Tom Reed covers the Southern Tier. Well, so while Reed says that Bonaventure uh-huh. isn't local enough for us to be covering on the news, yeah. Tom Reed counts as local for him. Yeah. And I stand by it because. <laughs> I had to watch that fucker's commercials come on while I was joylessly watching Saturday Night Live. It brought me no no happiness. I was doing it because my girlfriend, she loves that trash show, and I was watching it, and then I, I get to see a Tom Reed commercial, and I'm just like, fuck this. You are the worst politician in well, Western New York. Well, two things. First of all, I started a Twitter handle. Did SNL make me laugh this week? And every week for the past year, I've had it. I think I've got like two followers now. Every week, it's been no. And I come up with another witty response to how it's that it hasn't made me laugh at all. Like I barely crack a smile at that fucking show anymore. Wow. It's just not creative, right? They, 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 However, both your followers are Pete Davidson. <laughs> you know, I hope they are because it's like you know all these writers and and whoever's on the cast. They come from I don't know. They must come from wealth, and they think like whatever whatever fucking productions they did in high school are still funny to the general public. And guess what? They're they, I guess they're right because they're doing pretty well. But I can't fucking enjoy it one uh, one bit. Wow. Second of all, I, I can't believe this ha- turned into an SNL rip. But- I fucking hate what SNL has become. <laughs> like what five years ago, it just went from pretty good to like it just like joyless. I, like it's painful to watch. When was painful? It, when was it good, Rhino? It was good. Like I think when Seth Meyers left, it fucking started what, what, to tank. Oh, I, I I thought you were gonna say Fred Armisen. Well, him too. Fred Armisen's hilarious. Fred Armisen's amazing. Yeah, he's great. It's like when when the when the most recent cast turnover happened right. five six years ago. Colin Jost. Colin, oh my God! Don't get me started on Colin Jost. Okay, that smug bastard. Like, get, they've got so many people on that. The, so so many cast members on that show. Like, you know, we can do a whole episode but on, it, on the reasons I don't think it's. But Keenan's good. He's, you know, he's. Here's my thing about Keenan. Oh, here it up is. until here five years ago. Buckle up, boys. Up, in, up until five years ago, when this, Uncle Snake's about to say something racist. This, when, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, up until up, in, oh up until five years. Come on, why do you got why do you got why do you got to paint that picture? He's got the editing power, Jim. Yeah, yeah. I won't edit it out for the you know for the sake of the conversation. 
Up until five years ago, he was like one of the worst members on the show. Now he's one of the best. That I mean, you have to say, did he get better or did everybody else drop down? I think it's a little of both. Yeah. I think it's a little of both. I love his uh, Big Poppy impression. Mm-hmm. He's got a great Big Poppy impression. Uh, the, only, the only thing I'll say about Saturday Night Live or new vintage Saturday Night Live, they recently had a sketch where uh, Regina King was the host and she played the negotiator and she accidentally ate a whole package of weed gummies. Yeah. And then there's a whole segment where Pete Davidson's dressed up in a gummy bear suit and he's singing like, I'm a weed gummy. <laughs> and it's so, that's very funny. That's the only modern SNL that I will cop to really enjoying. I keep singing, I'm a weed gummy to you know, myself the, on loop. There are varying degrees in SNL. There's unfunny, there's enjoyable to watch, and then there's, it actually made me laugh. I will say that got to the level of enjoyable to watch. Well, viewers, if you want more hot SNL takes, please follow Ryan's gimmick Twitter account. Now, back to the world of Western New York uh, and the legend of Zeldin aside, Jim, yes, worst politician in Western New York, Tom Reed. He's uh, going to be the new, uh, the new guy. Is that right? He wants to be the new guy, whether he is or not. I mean, here's the thing is that I think Tom Reed has a leg up on the Republican nomination over Lee Zeldin in that he's more conservative. And in New York State, the conservative party still wags that tail. And that makes the dog move. And if Tom Reed gets a conservative endorsement for governor, then he's going to get the Republican endorsement as well. Yeah, I mean, we have the history here, right? Like Carl Paladino right. is, you know, the, the Ur-Trump, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he was the playbook. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, a guy with the pedigree like Tom Reed who, you know, he's he knows how to press those buttons. Like, man, watching those fucking ads from November, like, holy shit, does he know how to really lean into that red meat fucking you know conservative like the cops they're gonna kill the cops and cut the funding and they're gonna eat your babies all the democrats right because he's used he's got the the district he has is like crazily republican and ithaca (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so he's used to like like us versus them messaging except instead of going Ithaca is a bunch of baby killers and they want Antifa to burn down your business in Randolph. He'll be saying that for, for all the five businesses in Randolph. Right. right. Well, yeah. all, and, and, that's, and Antifa's got Randolph on their list. I, I can say that they don't. <laughs> As official spokesman for Antifa. That's me. I'm the leader of Antifa right here. <laughs> been a big big pivot for you today right yeah right. almost saying improper things about keenan and now you're leader of antifa <laughs> what, what? i didn't almost say improper things about him I, well right. we'll let, mm. oh my god <laughs> we'll let dead snakes lie uh. <laughs> yeah no todd so tom reed look he is somebody who knows how to you know push the maga button of course but he has like he has pedigree like he is a political figure who knows how to play the game and knows how to um shall we say like like he's not unpolished i guess is what i'm trying to get no at. he's he's very polished he has his own skeletons he did have his own like harassment 
sexual harassment scandal that he got swept under the rug pretty quickly, where he was giving unsolicited back rubs to a male member of his staff. Okay. Um, which will send off major alarms to most Republican voters. Well. But um, he's he, he's also got a chance to run on a more of a centrist line, even though he's more conservative than Lee Zeldin, because he is part of the no labels uh, bipartisan group in D.C., which is a bunch of garbage because the no labels group is actually run by Republicans. And they're like, oh, no, no, we want to, regardless of party, do things for the American people. Oh, okay. As long as it's exactly what the Republican Party platform says. Oh, okay, okay. Weird how that works. Yeah, right. But without labels. Well, I I just want to wrap up the Tom Reed stuff. Let's do it. Um, Just by saying, like, I, I think that he doesn't have a chance of winning governor, but in the wake of Andrew Cuomo, and we'll see if he runs again, I doubt it, but we have no idea, and maybe it'll be Kathy Hochul that he's running against. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't think Reed has a chance of winning the governor's seat, or winning the governor's house, race, whatever it, it is. It's not the mayor's mansion, it's the, it's the governor's house or whatever it is. Um, the governor's plate of spaghetti. Uh, yeah, the governor. the governor's plate of spaghetti and ribs uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't think he's got much of a chance of winning it but I think he'd be a legitimate threat to the Republican primary and that's our news loop. You know, we had a lot of bad news. All right. We got some good news, Ryan. Oh, I love good news. What's the snake take on 716 becoming property of Southern Tier Brewery? Southern Tier good, baby. Southern Tier. Friend of the pod. Southern Tier Brewery. And Southern Tier, if you're listening, if you want to become real friends, mm-hmm. we can make that happen. Yeah. Now, you can't listen or you can't see this. I'm doing Jim's motion with my fingers. The money together. fingers. Right. The Italian chef fingers. I'm not sure. I really have very little control over my motor functions, but I think this is the motion that people do when they want money. Southern Tier, you clearly have a lot of it. You just bought 716. Give us money. 716. Uh, I am so happy about Southern Tier. First of all, I've gotten to hang out with Finn from Southern Tier twice. Uh, the first time was uh, Craft Beer Week for New York State. Uh, this had to be 12 years ago or Let's so. Let's get him on the pod. Let's get him on the pod. I bet you he'd come on the pod. Let's do it. Um, 12 to 15 years ago, uh, Craft Beer Week was at uh, Southern Tier for New York State. It was Craft Beer Week across the country. And each state was doing something different. New York State's uh, place to have it was Southern Tier in Lakewood. And uh, I went on a bus trip with Village Beer Merchant. Very nice place down there. Down there. Oh, yeah. It's a great place. Mm -hmm. Uh I went on a bus trip with Village Beer Merchant and was hanging out with Mike Schatzel from Coles and Thin Man and Morpat. And uh, Finn was hanging out with us from Southern, Finn from Southern Tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ithaca was real late. Like, 
hours late. Ooh. And he said, we're going to stand here and drink all their fucking beer so they have to leave as quickly as possible. <laughs> so they showed up with two kegs, and we just sat there, and we just drank all their beer. <laughs> and I got super drunk with Finn from uh, Southern Tier. The, uh, the owner, head brewer, whatever his, you know, whatever he, I think he's the owner. Was it a beer fest? It was a beer fest. Hey, I, so one of the, my pet peeves is not not getting too drunk at a beer fest, but getting too drunk that you can't control yourself. Oh well, I was I controlled myself fine. Yeah, no, I know you did. Right, but remember that beer fest we went to a couple of years oh, ago? Oh, the festival, the festival. There was people, the just, Shelton Brothers, the Shelton Brothers, which no longer exists. If yeah, I know. What a shame. Rip. Yeah, rip. Jim and Ryan tell their stories. How can how can you go to a beer fest to enjoy beer? And decide, I'm going to reach a threshold where I'm just going to, like, vomit all over everybody. Mm -hmm. That's not what a beer fest is for. You can get ripped. You can get silly. But don't get don't get to the point where you got to call paramedics, okay? That's not the venue. Yep. Pa Patriot, future Patreon subscribers, this is a taste of what you'll be getting. We're just going to record <laughs> Jim and Ryan ranting about places and things they've been to and, and getting real mad SNL about and beer SNL, people get a little bit too drunk at beer festivals. That's that's We're going to make it happen. We've unlocked this for you at the, the free level, but it's going to be premium soon, so stay on the lookout. Right. The other time I hung out with Finn, because yes. <sighs> I don't care what Reese says, I'm going to tell my story. Uncle Jimmy tells his stories. Uncle Jimmy tells his stories. Was at Cole's with Mike Schatzel. Uh -huh. they, they did a Southern Tier Tap takeover. And I showed up with, with a buddy of mine. And we drank until <laughs> 6 o'clock in the morning at Cole's. <laughs> and then Mike Schatzel gave me a ride home. Wow. And, it, I mean, we just, uh, we were drinking. The, the owner of the bar gave you a ride. The owner of the bar gave me a ride home. <laughs> Okay. Well, those are great stories. Listen, those are great stories. I can't, <laughs> I can't take those away from you. No, we, we got to move on, though. We but gotta... but in, in all sincerity, look, this is a national great story for Western New York, I'd say. Um, 716, uh, abysmal. Like, it was just a terrible Ugh. bar the, environment. The idea, I think the idea was great. You know, like having, having a, a, a pub down downtown oh yeah you, a sports bar you could go downtown big tvs and, like, are awesome huge tvs it's like, awesome uh every time i've gone there like i i enjoyed the idea of what i was doing yeah i would agree with it I've, I've enjoyed the idea of what i was doing um their specialty cocktails i, I tried pretty much all of them because i'm an alcoholic and uh none of them were were great or very mm, good yeah. they were all Fine. You can walk a block but, to Ballyhoo. They, I mean, right. Uh, but the, the food what, was, why? Why would you? Why would you go to a place like Seven One Six that's supposed to be a sports bar and like and order a specialty cocktail? Well, I mean, like the, it's. Well, I mean, uh, what they're saying like these are our specialties. These are things that we do well. Yeah. So let me try what you you say you do well. <laughs> right. I, when I go to any restaurant, yeah. or, our bar. If they say, "Oh, this is our house specialty," that's usually something I want to try. Sure, because they're they're saying this is something that we think we do well, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, it was adequate at best. Oh, okay, all right. Well, you know, listen, like we're gonna have a bad cocktails episode sometime for sure. And the thing about seven one six for me is just like it had like. 
just this whole air of being an arm of the Pagula Sports Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, it just felt yeah. very much as like part of their complex. Um, it, it didn't have like any kind of organic bar feel to me. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like a place I'd want to hang out. It felt like a an experience crafted by a shitty experience crafted by the Pagula brand. And it's like, fuck that dude. You know, I know bars are businesses. They got to make money. They craft an experience. You know, everybody's their own little John Taffer, but that just felt like this weird microman. I don't know. I, I really didn't care for it at all. Southern tier as Jim established run by pretty cool guys. Uh, they are a great local business who, mm-hmm. you know, they're just expanding their reach a brewery and a distillery. Yes. Yep. They're really they're really growing in I'd say national prominence as a brewery oh, and distillery. Yes. And like listen, if you come to Buffalo, like this is hopefully the aftertime of COVID where you come to Buffalo and you're God forbid you're here for a fucking Sabres game. But <laughs> <laughs> but say you do want to subject yourself to that fucking torture. Yeah, if you're a Leafs fan. At least you got your vaccine. Yeah, right. You get your vaccine first because mm-hmm. you went. You, you said, I'll get my vaccine. You, and you come for the vaccine, you stay for the hockey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you job, have to stay baby. for the hockey. There's guns in the back of your head to make you stay for right. the hockey. No hockey, no vaccine. Right, yeah. But you're not going to shitty 716. Like, you're going to Southern Tier. You see, oh, hey, here's these Southern Tier brewery beers that are pretty good. And, hey, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with the place, mm-hmm. but I'm optimistic based on having been to their brewery and, you know, no, I, I have faith in them. Also, so. Southern Tier, one of the only good things about Jamestown, New York. Yeah. That and the uh, comedy museum. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's those sure. are the two things. Well, one of the things I think about Southern Tier, uh, uh, one of the, my trips to Southern Tier, I made a couple of trips down there. Oh yes, um, me too. Was that uh, I was there with a, a friend, Corey, friend of the pod, Corey, mm-hmm. Corey, and uh, he was at the bar and he's like, "Oh, I, I really wish you guys had your Java mm-hmm. or your Mocha." I'm sorry. Really wish you guys had. Which your, is it, Java or Mocha? Mocha. Okay. Really wish you guys had your Mocha, and they said. Oh, I can make you one. <laughs> and they're like, what? And he goes, it's just a blend of our chocolate and our Java. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And he's like, give me the mocha. <laughs> give, me, give me the mocha. Give me the mocha, baby. Right. Yeah. You've made me an offer I can't refuse. Snake want the mocha. Snake want the mocha. And that's the kind of shit I'm looking forward to when Southern Tier takes over with 716 and makes it a, a uh, 716 tap room is that if you want the southern tier specialties you'll be like yeah uh i would let i really wish i you guys had this and they're like oh what's well, one of our blends you bet your ass and, and, and also if you think i won't be down there when they open those kegs of pumpkin oh yeah you know and, you know and, that's gonna happen and they're pouring pumpkin down there you don't think i'll be there with you oh man we might have to talk to them and see about doing a live. We'll video. do a live cast, live, live show. Will Josh, you? do you get do you get pumpkin in uh, New York? Does it make it down that far? I do. It's actually one of the uh, you know fall beers that I like. I just yeah. want to say though, I had never went to Seven One Six, and I'd like to pride <laughs> myself on that. Like, it was one of those things that like people are like, oh, it's the rebirth of downtown. You got to go to Seven One Six. I never went, so no, it's. You, I, it, I'm just. I'm holding on to that. The real rebirth of downtown was the Tim Hortons next Pizza door. plant. Oh, yes. Oh, Tim Hortons, right. Oh, well, let's bring it up uh, north a little bit, shall we, gentlemen? Mm. Why don't we? Let's, uh, let's... Niagara <laughs> County making an appearance. Yes, yes. Focus on... Dingus Day, baby. 
Well, my we, people. We yes, we've got a bunch of dinguses in North Tonawanda. <laughs> where in the in the very spirit of you know of the Polish or Texas or whatever they they decided, <laughs> hey, we're gonna move forward. Fuck it, dingus day is on in North Tonawanda. Okay, Nostrobia. All right. Uh, oh, I don't know about that. You I know, know. I know I, about it. And it's a bad idea. So I know. I know we're going to have a Ningus Day on this podcast, right? Like in my yard. Hopefully, it's warm enough. I'm telling you that now. This right now, I'm not going to North Tonawanda for their Ningus Day celebration. I I cannot believe that's going to be a COVID hotbed. Yeah. Not great. And uh, you know what? It's one of those things where we're just so close to the end, hopefully. I don't know. Again, Snake is our in-house epidemiologist. That's me. So that's that's what we pay or don't pay him any bucks for to do. But we are so close, hopefully, to a point where, like, everybody or almost everybody is vaccinated, where it's like, please don't fucking trip up at the one-yard line. Like, we don't have to do this. We're, like, three months away, okay? Unless so you're cool. in Maine, can I? Can I right, say, right, yeah, can unless I, you're in Maine, go ahead. Can I interject something? Oh yeah. Um, as as a transplant to Buffalo, okay. Uh, maybe our listeners might want to know what Dingus Day is because I thought oh. it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in well, my life. Well, so did Anderson Cooper. Now he's a joke on on the Dingus Day parade. Right. He is a joke. So going back into the uh, the mountain regions, the highlands of Poland, right back back in the old country. Okay, the uh, the idea is... This you, is why I thought you were going to make a racist joke about Keenan when you uh, said stuff like old country. No, I can't believe we're getting... I didn't want to get into Dingus Day so soon, but you know what? Let's... It would, I always want to get into Dingus Day. We don't need to. No, we have to. No. <laughs> I so, mean, I, I was just... I, I didn't bring these pussy willows for no reason. Yeah, so it was, it's a spring festival, right? It's a spring, you know, as and, and in Europe, a spring festival, let's face it, is a fertility festival. Mm-hmm. Easter... Whatever what it was, co- is co- opted by by the Christians from pagan traditions, right? Mm-hmm. So you talk about Dingus Day, the day after Easter, which is the first Sunday after the <laughs> first full moon after the vernal equinox. Okay, <laughs> in case anyone didn't know that. Um, so, so Dingus Day in the uh, Highlands in Poland, you had your your men had the pussy willows, right? I hope everyone knows what a pussy willow is. It's a stick with uh, fuzzy things sticking oh, out of it. Oh, hot under the collar, <laughs> right? Oh my God. The, the men, the men would, would uh, you know, tap the woman with pussy willows, and the woman would, would splash the men with water, whoever was attracted to each other. Right. Uh, the, One thing would lead to another, and I yada, yada, yada. I need to get off the podcast for a and second, then, guys. Hold on. Then, whoever was most successful became governor of New York State. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what Dingus Day is, guys. Okay, so you know, okay, m- move forward a couple hundred centuries. You know, Staten Island, all that business. We've got, uh, you know, <clears throat> Buffalo, Chicago, New York City, wherever the Cleveland, wherever the hell else they do it. Well, uh, you know, it's a big thing, right? You know, we want to keep those traditions alive. You mm-hmm. got the butter lamb and and the pierogies and. And then uh, the plot check on Easter and then the day after, you got Dingus Day. Okay, big spring holiday. You get drunk and uh, <laughs> and then one thing leads to another. And then right, right, right. And then, you and then nine months later, you have a little Polish prince. And you got a little, yeah, got a little Polish prince or princess. 
That's what happens, mm-hmm. and that's and that's and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. The miracle of life. That's right. Right. Yeah, Thank you. It's, uh, I can't wait for the Nova episode about. <laughs> Dingus yeah, Day. I, I'm actually producing that with with WNED. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ryan, for that highly informative uh, we- <laughs> and very erotic <laughs> description of the history of Dingus Day. Listen, what what is what is human nature but all about procreating? This is uh, this has been a, a wild and woolly <laughs> episode, I'd say. Uh, even, even though our birth rates are down nationally, but uh, so so North Tonawanda is going f- ahead with their Dingus Day celebration. They're doing it. The the gist of what we're getting at, they're they're like, well. Sure, there's a pandemic. Same one that canceled last year. Yeah. But fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live indeed. So good luck with that, North Tonawanda. Have fun. I'm sure you will. But uh, I mean, they're, they're probably. I mean, I imagine their Dingus Day celebration is much like Canal Fest, where they take that wheel, they spin it around, and the mouse tries to get in a hole. <laughs> it's like North Texas Wanda. <laughs> Oh, well. I got to believe North Texas uh, behaves better than North Carolina does. Well, we have been all over the place this episode, much like our guests (laughs) have been all over the place in this great country. Buffalo Above Films, their new production drive coming out soon in theaters near you. Or something like that. YouTube. Or YouTube. Or YouTube. Peter. On YouTube near you. Mm-hmm. So, so fellas, what? Uh, g- give me a little brief about uh, what you did. Took a little tour of the Great Lakes region, I suppose, right? Well, uh, I guess, yeah. It, we, we drove around um, uh, all of the Great Lakes, <laughs> except for Ontario. You, yeah, uh, okay. But eighty no, percent of the Great Lakes. It, it, well, yeah, that doesn't count. All really. of the significant Great Lakes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat it, Syracuse. <laughs> uh, Lake Ontario is way too Canadian for me, <laughs> so we're good. Right. Um, but no, uh, so and I'll I'll start, and Josh, you can jump in wherever you want to. Sure. Um, but the last couple years, uh, we've uh, so we're shooting a, a a documentary in Iceland. And the last two, uh, the last two years, we've we've flown to Iceland and you know shot that, and um, and then this little thing called you know COVID hit, and and Americans aren't aren't welcome in other parts of the world. So, so this year, uh, we've you know thought about what we were going to do on this trip, and or or what we were going to do in February, and. we thought, you know, like, what can we do? And um, we thought about, like, well, let's go on a road trip. And uh, the Great Lakes are, I don't, I've lived, I, I grew up a couple hours from here, and then I moved to Buffalo 13 years ago. And um, so I've lived on on and around the Great Lakes for, you know, my entire life, but I've never been I've never been to North Michigan to the Upper Peninsula. I've never been to Lake Superior, you know. Um, so we thought, why not, you know, why not go 
Go on the trip. Go, go, yeah, go to the tip like, of the glove. What what what's the what's the westernmost point on the Great Lakes that we can uh-huh. go to, which was Duluth and and on our way back. And um, so uh, we decided we actually, to do that. We actually started the plan a lot before February, though. Actually, we were supposed to go uh, in November. Uh, so I think everybody, like everybody else, we thought COVID would be kind of wrapping up, and then uh, in in November it was. Um, you know, uh, the city in New York city had shut down again and some of the cities we wanted to visit to shut down again. And, and Brandon actually had, had gotten COVID himself. And yeah, uh, yep. we were just like, well, probably not the best time to be, you know, driving around. Um, so we, we targeted February and, uh, I think really for, for Brandon and I liked it and for everybody, it's been a hard year and I work <laughs> remote from home, uh, teaching and Brandon was kind of in between jobs and, we were just like, we got to get out and do something. So it was sort of just kind of a way to escape uh, sort of the, the the madness that was happening inside our houses of just like staying around doing the same routine and seeing something different. So, sure. you know, once it got safe enough to go, we decided February. So, Well, take us, take us through the road trip. Take us through city to city. Well, well what's funny is, is, as Josh was saying, like we wanted to get out and um, – we were actually we we were supposed to do this a couple other times before, um, and the whole plan was to like camp, like yeah. And <clears throat> so we were gonna do it in November, which would have been you know still cold then. But like um, when we decided we were gonna do it in February, uh, it it um, we saw there was a a cold snap right, and we hit some. Um, Temperatures, I think, what was it, negative twenty three? I think we uh, were up there, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. So, so we did. Uh, so how was camping? Did... <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How was it? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, to just to trace the trip, we went. Uh, we drove. We started in Buffalo and we drove um, south into Pennsylvania through Ohio up to uh, Detroit, Michigan, and we uh, Detroit was our first stop. And um, then we went, uh, stayed in um, Vanderbilt, Michigan, which is uh, northern Michigan. Then we went to the Upper Peninsula and then stayed in Duluth, Minnesota, which is the westernmost point on the Great Lakes, uh, which is an amazing uh, place to to go. And then drove through Milwaukee down to Chicago for a couple nights and then through Cleveland and then back to Buffalo. Well, yeah, we did uh, twenty six hundred miles and thirty six hours of driving in oh, like ten days. Holy shit! Yeah, what were you driving? Uh, well, uh, unless anyone wants to sponsor us for the next one, uh, we drove a <laughs> twenty nineteen GMC Terrain. So, right. GMC listening, we'd, we'd love a larger vehicle. <laughs> have to talk to GM. They got a local presence, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Tell me about tell me about uh, the first stop, Detroit. What's going on in Detroit? Seems like a lot of exciting things, besides, right? Uh, besides the pizza where they put the sauce on last. <laughs> yeah, the sauce on last, yeah. I mean, Detroit's, uh, I, neither Brandon and I have had been there before. And uh, since it was sort of this, you know, sort of the theme of the of the documentary is escapism and getting out, just getting in your car and driving. So we, we were like, got to go to Detroit. And, um, you know, it was it was surprisingly pretty cool. I mean, it's... Uh, it's interesting to see how big it was at one time. So there's this, this huge expansive city that a lot of it is sort of just like vacant at this point, but yeah. um, you know, just 
it, it felt kind of like Buffalo, actually, a lot of times, but just a great scene of, like, public art, and uh, the vibe was pretty good, and, you know, very supportive of, like, the arts, and um, I, I, I would definitely, if you haven't been there, I would recommend going, and I can't wait to go back when it's a little more mild, but it was good. And what, and uh, one of the things, sorry, oh, one, no. one of the things that uh, surprised us both was um, Josh lives in uh, New York City, and... Um, you know, as we were driving through downtown Detroit, like one of the things that surprised us was there was all this like steam and whatnot coming through the manholes and like the streets. And it was a, just a very like, like steamy city. It's crazy. And uh, we did some research and found out that like um, for, I don't know, 50, 60 years, uh, Detroit much of downtown Detroit has been heated by steam and geothermal energy. And like, I don't know it, it for us, it was just, just that, um, that, that realization that like, uh, a, a rust belt, like down and out city like Detroit has been actually very pro- progressive. Like for, well, it's an engineering city, right? You, t- you think of like the motor city, right? They're all mm-hmm. about engineering solutions, I suppose. Um, <laughs> geothermal I mean, energy. Yeah. You get there, you think steam, and you think RoboCop. That's what I think. I, 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 <laughs> RoboCop, I, I, baby. I, I, think, I think eight mile. But I mean, what are you? <laughs> uh, guys, I'm I'm fascinated by this project uh, in for a couple reasons, really. But I think about during COVID time how everybody has been kind of living this insular life in a lot of ways. And look, everybody's on the internet now. Like we are more online than ever before, mostly because we're forced to, mostly because you don't have anywhere else to go. But you guys are probably one of the few groups of people, and maybe that makes you brave, maybe that makes you foolish, maybe a little bit of both. Stupid. Very stupid. (laughs) Who's to say? Not I. But, I mean, you are probably one of the very few groups of people um, who actually got to experience different places in the United States during this pandemic. I mean, what was it like to be in some of these Midwestern, you know, Great Lakes areas, places that we already prescribed to being like Rust Belt or depressed areas, but in fucking COVID time? Like, what did it look like? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, just getting out uh, was a huge thing. And that's really what you'll see when we when we, you know, finish up the documentary here is that it is sort of escapism and it's it's a lot of footage of of driving and us like having people be able to watch like our firsthand experience. And normally when Brandon and I do documentaries, we do a lot of people interviews. So we didn't get to do quite that much. Um, but just getting in, like pulling into a new city every, you know, one or two days was f- super refreshing from being stuck in a, a tiny New York city apartment for the last year. But also just like, like you said, you think depressed, rusty, uh, industrial and frozen over cold, which it was in most of the places, but it's actually, I think every place we went, I was like quite surprised of, of what was there, actually. Yeah, and I, I would say, too, like, um, I I don't know what my perception of the, like, the Rust Belt was. Bef- like, I've grown up in Rust Belt cities, my, you know, I've lived in here my entire life. and uh, But driving around, I mean, you have that backwoods... And not not in a pejorative sense, but like the backwoods sensibility, and and everybody was so friendly, and um, you know we we met 
these brewers in Green Bay who, um, you know, the it was a father-son duo and the son had gone to, um, you know, Wisconsin and, like, you know, stayed in the area pretty much. But, like, they were all so very welcoming and so, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It was just... Um, it was, it was, I don't know what I, I don't know what I expected when we, like. Well, it seems like a very welcoming, homey experience, they, right? They, they thought you had vaccines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 so we're talking about Green Bay, Michigan, pretty, pretty, pretty well renowned for their craft brewery. Yeah. Right? Mich- Michigan is, I mean, it's a state that, you know, I, I have thought about like, you know, once, with their Great Lakes water, with their Great Lakes water, <laughs> the Flint water that they've got. Uh, uh, but Michigan is actually a state that I've thought of. You know, once COVID's over, I would love to take like a week long vacation to actually to the state of Michigan to oh, the yeah. to the Big Mitten and hit like hit Detroit, hit Grand Rapids, hit Kalamazoo, and and sample and, and places in between and sample some of the the beer there. Um, because I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> functioning. Oh, mostly functioning. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, let me tell me more about I me. Mean, like you guys, because you you guys you went to Detroit, mm-hmm. which you know people have heard of. <laughs> some people. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's you know, it, it, it's of some renown. Rock City, right? But then you you, you went and you were like. Well, this isn't enough for us. We're going to go to northern Michigan. And then you're like, fuck that. That's not enough for us. We're going to the Upper Peninsula. We're going to be Upers for a, a day. Yeah. So uh, after we left Detroit, we went to uh, a small uh, town, Vanderbilt, uh, which is in northern Michigan. What's up with and Vanderbilt? Uh, is it named after Cornelius? Not, not, not. I mean... It, it it was it was in the it was in the woods. Uh, we stayed in a log, a literal log cabin. <laughs> Whoa! Um, that the guy who was we we did Airbnb okay. all over the place where we could, and uh, the guy we rented from on Airbnb had built the actually built the log cabin. Holy shit! Um, so that was yeah, that was amazing. Um, was his name Joe Para? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, okay. okay. Uh, what was he a lumberjack? Like probably. I mean, pre- yeah, we never met him. Oh no. But. Okay. Right, well, I'm just imagining somebody wearing like dungarees and a flannel shirt and an axe, and he's got a blue ox. I mean, probably. Uh, all right. Well, as long as as long yeah. as my imagination's correct. So, how was Vanderbilt? There's like some local lore going on there, right? No, that's that's Rhinelander. Oh, Rhinelander. Yeah. Oh, I got mixed up. Josh, oh, you want to you want to talk about Rhinelander? Rhinelander sure, is in yeah. the Upper Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. So, well, I, uh, I want to hear all about the Upers. <laughs> well, they're they're in the news quite a bit for not like great things lately. Uh, but uh, there's plenty of land for sale, from what I'm reading in the papers. Uh, but, um. It's just so different, like going from Detroit to like way up north, like just, you know, when we'd stop and gas up or get into a town, like just the, the totally different dynamic. But we, we had a pit stop in a place called Rhinelander, which uh, I always forget. It's like Tall Tales Land, Paul Bunyan up there. And um, Rhinelander's famous for this thing called the Hodag, 
Uh, and we were actually leaving Rhinelander, and I'm like, what's up with everything labeled Hodag? So I'm like, look it up, and Brandon uh, pulled it up, and it's this like weird legend of an oxen that gets revenge on the pioneers that settled there. And Wow. Yeah, so it's this like monster thing. It's pre- pretty wild, actually. And everything in town is Hodag related. So <laughs> there's literally a uh, you if if you look up uh, Rhinelander, they you can go to like on their Chamber of Commerce or whatever. There's a virtual map where you can look up all of the Hodag sightings, whether they're like statues or whatnot. And the Hodag um, and Google this if if you don't know what it is, and I guarantee you don't. Um, Sort of looks like an alligator, but with like a a dinosaur head and um, uh, just just the weirdest thing you've ever seen. And um, the you know Rhinelander leans right into it, and they they they've put up statues all over Rhinelander, and you can you can actually go and there's a trail you can find all the the hodags in Rhinelander. I, I I wish that Buffalo leaned into Rick James as hard <laughs> as, hard as, as Rhinelander <laughs> leans into the hodag. The, the Rick James cocaine tour. Right, yeah, the Rick James. Uh, it's a hell of a I drug. The, the cool part was, like, it's so, it is like when you get up to the Upper Peninsula and, and you know, up in Mich- uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin, like, when we finally got to Green Bay after a few days, and we were talking to these brewers, we were like, what's up with the Hodag? And like instantly they knew what it was. It was just yeah. like, even yeah. though they were like probably like three or 400 miles away, it's like, every, it's like, you know, it's three states, but like everybody's sort of in the same community that they're like, yeah, the Hodag, incredible. And so we're like, okay. Like they knew what it was. <laughs> um, the old Green Bay Hodag. Uh, uh, isn't that Brett Favre's nickname? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's his nickname for something. It used to be. Yeah. Oh. One yeah. one of the one of the things that I took away from the whole trip though was that, um, you know, before doing before we went on the trip, I did some research and some reading of. Um, there's been a few people who've done a you know road trip around the Great Lakes and like. The Great Lakes is known as the third coast. So it's like the third largest economy in the world. If you take all of the cities and 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 whatnot around that that surround the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what struck me was that, like, you know, we live so close to this place. We're part of it. We're, you know, Buffalo is a part of, sure. of a part of this. And there's just so much to see and do. And like. So we spent a night in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, and w- the only reason we picked Duluth, Minnesota, was because it was the westernmost city on the Great Lakes, and it just like we only spent one night there, but it was amazing. Like I can't wait to go back there in the summer when everything's not frozen, and uh, you know, hopefully, we've emerged from the pandemic. But like, sounds like a surprise. Like you didn't expect we, it to be so we great. D- no, like I oh. if. I, I, Josh, you can comment to this, but like of all the cities that we visited, like I would have assumed, um, I mean, Chicago is an amazing city. I love it. But like, I don't know, I would assumed other cities would have surprised me more, but like Duluth is, uh, you know, on the tip of Lake Superior and it's, there's, there's, they've embraced like their post industrial past and like, 
there are all these uh, factory or, you know, old factories or what, um, you know, industrial buildings that they've turned into bars, restaurants, and there's a strip and like when the sun sets, it's absolutely, it's gorgeous. And I, I just, I don't know. I can't wait to go back in the summer. When everything's not frozen because it was probably negative 20 while we were there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds awesome. And I, like for me, again, I just keep coming back to this. Like this is so fascinating to me because you will probably have one of the few artifacts of this time of America in like this weird crisis flux again, reckless, brave, stupid, whatever the hell you want to call it, but you guys did it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the commitment to art. I, I certainly appreciate. Um, but you're not going to see many of these narratives in this time that we're, we felt so alone. And I feel like, I don't know. I just am drawn to this idea. Uh, having felt like everybody else who fucking has been living through this shit, a uh, feeling like alone at home, having your plans dashed, you know, you guys are going to go to Iceland. Instead, you decided to go see America, America in the time of COVID. Um, so you're saying no no one on this podcast went to Cancun for a week? <laughs> me, me, whatever whatever me and Senator Cruz have planned <laughs> is our business. Okay? And, and that's between <laughs> us and God. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, have you, I, I guess, have you just like uh, given any thought to, you know, having this time documented? Like you guys went this 10 day trip whirlwind trip across the great lakes. I mean, what's, what does that mean to you? You're, this is something you're going to look back on, you know, 10 years from now and think, Holy shit. I lived through this world fucking altering crisis and, and we have it documented on film and we got to see America through it. Like, what do you, how, how does it, does that mean anything to you or is it still not sunk in yet? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, it was a unique opportunity that I'm, I'm glad we did. And I think a few times Brandon and I would just be, you know, on one of these long drives would be like, even if this turns out into nothing, like this is actually just a really awesome experience that we're doing. Um, and we're hopeful that it turns into more than that. But at the end of the day, it's like this, this was just a cool opportunity that I'm glad we took advantage of and absolutely saw things differently from again, being quarantined or really limited to like a certain space for the last year. But um, you know, how everyone else is sort of dealing with it. And some places like, you know, Detroit or Duluth, which were like very strict on things. I mean, again, you go to the upper peninsula and things like that. It's sort of kind of like the, you know, I love it up there, but it's kind of like the South of mm. the great North. Uh, so, I mean, there's people everywhere are kind of approaching this whole thing differently. So it was kind of cool and a unique experience to see that and document it. And, and I would just add to that that um, every place we went, uh, it, it, was, it was great getting out and, you know, seeing places we'd never seen before. But we were sort of self, self-restricted in that, like, we didn't want to, uh, you know, meet too many people. You know, it, we're in a pandemic, and, and um, so... Every time we left a place, we're like, oh, we wish we could have talked to this person. We wish we could have interviewed. Um, you know, we, we, we left that place, the brewery uh, Noble Roots in Green Bay. Uh, we, we stood and talked to um, the owners for 
probably half an hour, 45 minutes, and just wished we could have interviewed them on camera because, you know, like, uh, we're, I, like, I'm a documentarian, and I, I think Josh is the same way. Like, we, we just like talking to people. We like getting out and, and hearing people's stories and whatnot. And we got to experience a lot of, uh, of the Great Lakes, the Third Coast, whatever you want to call it, and didn't really get to talk to as many people and document those conversations as we wanted to. So, like, I think what I pull away from this is that, like, we we had a great opportunity to get out and to see things, um, and all it has made me want to do is go back once we can you know, things are open and, and we can talk to people and get their story and, uh, you know, not worry about all the shit that we're worried about right now. Yeah. And we, we, the other byproduct was we focused a lot, like we drink a lot of coffee on these drives and we drink a lot of beer. So all right, uh, we, we were able to like pretty much in every stop, like we, you know, met with and connected with uh, roasters and brewers local to those towns. And like, again, like Brandon said, I mean, we had conversations just about it, all of them. And it was kind of like, come back and see us, like, you know, help us promote our business, this kind of thing. So I think at some point we do want to go back and do that because there are, we through observing, which was, again, not our normal thing, because we do like to talk to people. I think we know that there are stories there and we, we do want to go back to these places mm. at some point. Part two. Yep. I, I have a quick question. This is for Josh. Sure. Josh, how much did the Duluth Chamber of Commerce pay Brandon to say all these nice things? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, I I wasn't sure what, why we were going to Duluth at first. And we were just like, well, it's at, the, it's at the end of the lakes, so we should go there. And then when we sort of got there, I was just like, and I'm going to be completely honest. We, You know, we did a lot of driving, and every place we got before we would – get settled we would uh drive around the city or the town we were in and i was like eh, it just kind of looks like syracuse or uh spokane washington <laughs> like i don't expect much coming out of here that was in the first like five minutes and then the more we drove around and got out and explored some of the neighborhoods and you know again limited sort of interactions with some of the the, the people who are from there um it's actually got a lot going on it's a it's a hidden gem and uh yeah duluth tourism bureau or whatever like hit us up we'll uh we'll promote the hell out of you guys or give us some like duluth trading company uh vouchers yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what about what about like uh chicago and cleveland right anything interesting happened there i need to spend mean, some time there i mean chicago is chicago i love like, chicago i, I, I don't really feel... go tavern where like the snl's cheeseburgers get happen yeah I, I love going to that place and like drinking a beer and like just fucking choking on cheeseburgers. Listen, we know you don't like SNL, so I think that's it. <laughs> no, Tom Ryan's rant about I mean, I like SNL that, part know, two. I like that skit. Okay, um, Chicago's is amazing. You know, we spent two days there, obviously, uh, because it's it, it is what it is, and um, you can watch the film to see what we did there. But mm-hmm. like um, Chicago, I don't think needs our help. Um, Cleveland need someone's it, help probably not your help <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no we may hurt more than help but <laughs> but I, I will say uh, you know we've been to Cleveland a couple times and Cleveland was our last stop on the on the trip and uh, Josh again you can add to this um, but we we went 
I've seen places in Cleveland now that I've never seen before. We went down to the flats where it's very Buffalo-esque. There's a lot of post-industrial. There's some grain silos. There's uh, lift bridges and all that kind of stuff, which I find just absolutely fascinating. And you'll you'll be able to see that in the film when we post it. But uh, Cleveland, for me, moved up many ranks after mm-hmm. after this experience and uh uh yeah it was just absolutely amazing you'll be able to see some of the stuff like i don't I, i've been to cleveland three or four times before this but i'd never seen some of the things that i saw before was it was it did it move up just because of all the lake Erie perch you got to eat <laughs> <laughs> because so I, I, do, you, do you have lead poisoning now mercury poisoning I, our mercury levels are through the roof <laughs> overall I've been to Cleveland. Say, I've been to Cleveland like four or five times, yeah. and I've been to multiple restaurants there that advertise Lake Erie Perch <laughs> on the menu. No thanks. And, oh. and I just want to pull like the waiter aside and be like, you know, in New York State, we're not allowed to serve this. Like, it's just <laughs> like the, your daily recommended yeah. allowance is zero. Yeah. I mean, there was. I will say, Cleveland uh, th- again, awesome like breweries and roasters to work with. One thing I, you know, not to, it is a beautiful looking city. It was actually my first time there, but I, I, I will say one thing about Cleveland is uh, when we when we got in that night and drove around, it was, uh, you know, you guys were talking about uh, Dingus Day happening in North Tonawanda. It was <laughs> nuts. Like we went drove around the flats. There were people passing out in snowbanks. Mm, like, yep. It was like being on Chippewa Street. It was crazy. Mm. So COVID is doing, you know, just fine. Down yep, there, I'm but. pretty sure we said uh, in. Uh, Cleveland is over in and Co- no COVID is over in Cleveland was <laughs> was the tagline as we were driving through. It's one way to put it. Hey, wait, I didn't tell you my Bill De Blasio story. You don't have to put it in. But oh no 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 no! Let's get the no no no. We need the Bill De Blasio story. Come on. And then let's it, go. Wait, wait, after he tells his Bill De Blasio story, can I tell the Buffalo bus terminal story? Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, this yeah. is for the Patreon subscribers. Yeah, this, yeah, Patreon. this is. So the New York City schools have been closed for like ever, basically. And uh, the head of the schools just quit. And uh, Mayor de Blasio uh, wants to open the schools. But there's a whole thing about not making great announcements here. Um, But apparently a kid was doing his homework online, which is shared with a server with the Department of Ed. And they found a letter that schools are opening like next week. And no one no one do this. So It was getting like a whole shit ton of mess here because he like crafted this whole letter and now everybody can see it like on the server. It's pretty great. Jesus. That's fantastic, especially because like I was looking at the CDC recommendations for uh, schools uh, as of yesterday. And in New York State, the recommendation is uh, for junior highs and high schools, totally remote for all of New York State. (laughs) Yeah. For the CDC. Uh, uh, For elementary schools, it differs by area, although I'm pretty sure New York City was fully remote for that. I mean, most of Erie County was fully remote for uh, elementary schools. So it's pretty wild. Exciting. Exciting times. Way to go, Bill de Blasio. Yeah, go go Bill. Well. No wonder he's hated. No wonder he's hated. Brando, you got a bus station story? (laughs) This is not making you, it into the episode. Listen, do you really want me to tell the story? Uh, I don't know. 
Do, do we? Do you want the world to hear this? Uh, can we edit it out and add it to the Mike Caputo episode? No, no. <laughs> Why don't we leave something in the imagination? All right, all right, all right. It, you know, maybe one day when we hang out with the listeners and and Brando, you're around. You know, we can we can tell that story. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll leave it in the 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 listeners' minds about what this bus terminal story could be about. Listen, if but I can if I can leave this as a like, I, 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 here, well, here's here's what I'll it, as a hint. Google Joe Wilkinson <laughs> joke on the bus station. I made Ryan watch this Joe Wilkinson joke one time, and he didn't laugh at all. <laughs> I'd, I'd be more uh, than happy to to leave this as a dangler to say, like, you need to have oh, me dangler, on again. It's a dangler. It's a dangler. That's a dangler. All right. All right. All right. All right well, fair. in other news, congratulations to our very own friend of the pod, Dr. Russell Weaver, Jim. Rusty. Doc Rusty. And and his wife, Michelle. Of course. She did the work. But, oh. Okay. I mean, he did like 10 seconds worth of work. He had a kid. But, yes, he had he had his second child, an Abel to his Cain. Uh-huh. Thomas to his Nicholas. <laughs> yes. Yes. And congrats uh, to Rusty. Congrats to Rusty and Michelle, friends of the pod, uh, on their second child, uh, Thomas... Something, uh, Thomas something, Thomas something Weaver, beautiful, yeah, beautiful great. baby boy. Beautiful, he is a good-looking baby boy. Uh-huh. Um, can't I, say that about too many babies. I can't remember ex- his exact weight. I think he was like seventeen pounds four mm-hmm. ounces. Yeah, that sounds right. Right. I, I'm, I, <laughs> either either she had a baby or a turkey. I'm not sure which yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, congrats, Rusty. Congrats on your turkey, Rusty. And congrats on your turkey. Uh, uh, this episode got progressively drunker, but you know we're we're bringing it home. And not as bad as the Big Jim episode. And not as bad as the Big Jim episode. No, <laughs> which, which will happen again. Which literally like, sounds like Jim in is, a few weeks. Which, which sounds like Jim is talking in slow mo. Like, <laughs> it sounds like it's slowed down by two times speed. But but let's bring it home, boys. Brandon Moran and Josh Kozo from Buffalo Above Films, guys. Where um. Or when or where can we can we uh, watch Drive? Yep. So we're we're currently working on the edit. Um, hopefully within the next week or two. Um, definitely before April, uh, it'll be up on our YouTube channel, which is Buffalo Above Films. Um, so if you go to YouTube and search Buffalo Above Films, um, and you can see parts of our journey, we documented them through stories on Instagram, which is also at at Buffalo Above Films. Um, yeah, so it'll be there. And uh, our website is at Buffalo or www.buffaloabovefilms.com. Follow the pod on Twitter at Square Pod Buff. We are on Facebook at The Square Podcast. Square, Square Pod, yeah. Uh, you can, uh, do we have any other social medias? Just those two. Oh, that's it. Okay. I, I don't want to go in. I, I, sure. I'm certainly not paying to promote or pose on Facebook. Okay, but. sure. We're also, uh, we I also can be found where all podcasts are found. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Amazon, Spotify, Spotify, the big one, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, all that. Yeah, SoundCloud is also a big one. So you can you can listen to us there, guys. Uh, for the listeners, your social media, Jim. Uh, I am at James Tamel, T as in Thomas, A M as in Michael O L, on Twitter. I'm at Battle Jim of the Republic on Instagram. Snake, where you at? I'm at uh, Real Ryan Steel on Twitter. Brando. 
uh, at Buffalo Above Films on Instagram and Buffalo Above on YouTube. Josh? I am at uh, no K-N-O-W. Actually, it's no tomorrow as in no K-N-O-W, but no uh, vowels on everything. Figure it out. You're not going to find it. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of not finding it, I am. Henry, what's your parlor account? Yes. <laughs> Re- <laughs> yes, I'm going to drop. I'll drop my parlor account and my OnlyFans, but I'm not giving you any other social media. No, follow the pod. Follow Buffalo Above Films. These guys are great. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah.